Hello, guys, and welcome to the latest MSC Performance Podcast with me, Mark, and Sonia. Hope you're all well. Uh, today, we're very excited to expand on our nutritional chat from a few weeks ago. Uh, so today's title is Nutritional Considerations Part 2. Um, so lots of things to go in today. We're going to do a quick recap of the first podcast that we did. If you haven't listened to that first podcast, okay, Nutritional Considerations Part 1, Go back, give that a little listen, and then come back to this one because it is worth uh, worth doing. Okay, but we will quickly recap that podcast at the uh, at the start of this one. Uh, then we're going to go into lots of different things. We're going to talk about individuality uh, within uh, nutrition and how it is very different for everyone. We're going to compare uh, athletes and the sort of you know weight categories and you know weights of athletes so that you know we can discuss. Um, how we can make better choices. Uh, we're also going to go into talking about uh, sort of snacking pre-workout uh, and also caffeine uh, as well as we uh, as we go along. Sonia, do you want to sort of uh, recap us on, on that first podcast? Sure. So um, I want to say hello to everyone and a special hello to my little gentleman's club, uh, especially uh, Mr. Alan, um, because he's watching our YouTube podcast. So um, this is special greeting to you, Alan. Hope you're going to enjoy this one. Um, so a quick recap, guys, on the last podcast about nutrition. Um, so basically two key words we spoke about was um, being consistent and uh, about sustainability. So making smart choices, um, learning kind of through the fitness power, like tracking your food. That's what we that's what we were discussing, that it's it's not the way forward, like moving forward, like in a long term, but probably as a learning curve, it's good if you have some sort of idea of what what different foods um, kind of have in calories uh, in terms of macros, etc. So we were talking about that um, being sustainable. So rather making um, small small changes and like kind of kind of like small decisions or smart decisions in terms of what you eat and how long you want to be doing these things for um in terms of consistency um what was it we said about yeah. consistency i think i think like it's aware you know the like going back to the tracking it's just awareness isn't it i think like if you haven't tracked before it's just give, you know just gives you that little bit of awareness and you know really opens your eyes into certain certain things you might be eating you know, for example, you might be having a couple of avocados and thinking that's really healthy, which obviously there are health benefits to eating like a couple of avocados, but that might be six, 700 calories of your daily allowance. And if you're, you know, try to hit, you know, 1800 calories a day, that's, you know, over a third of your daily intake. And it's obviously a lot. So I think tracking is just really good for just, you know, building, building that awareness. And then as we sort of discussed, just kind of like making those small changes as we go along so that we can, we can sustain it. You know, I think uh, the biggest mistake people make when they're, when they're sort of learning about nutrition and starting to track for the first time is they, they try and make two vaster changes. You know, they might be having 3000 calories a day and think, right, I've got to get down to 2000 and they cut a thousand calories out of their diet. And it's like, that's a third of, you know, what you've, what you've been eating. So your energy levels are going to crash. Um, you know, there's going to be those cravings. It's not as yeah. uh, sustainable as you'd like. And then therefore we don't get the consistency. And as we know, nutrition is all about consistency. Like if we're, you know, if we're losing, you know, four pounds one week, but then we can't sustain that. And then we're eating crap again. Yeah. Get, especially you know, about the weekends, like being good through the week and then kind of overeat through the weekend and then asking yourself why you're not losing weight. Um, 
So about these mistakes, that was that was the last podcast. Um, and today we wanna we wanna kind of upgrade and talk a bit more about individuality. Um, the last episode was more about beginners. So today we're gonna touch a bit on like athletic population or like active and sedentary people. So differentiate between these two. Um, so I think we can crack on with the individuality. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So I think the you know we spoke on the on the previous one about uh, you know meal meal plans not being the not necessarily being the best thing, but it's about sort of on the go, just tracking. And I think like when it comes to individuality as well, that's like you know an absolutely key key aspect. So what might be you know. Um, you know, my good fit. for you might not be good for me and you may think that like we both train uh perhaps my diet would look completely different to yours especially from the position of you being a man me being a female uh where still um we train relatively high um i would still need different sort of calories uh at different days as you have in your rugby matches etc yeah. you know um or if if i do a run like it all depends what you do in a day how much you sleep how often you train so we would still have very different uh meal meal plans or whatever you want to call it um so even like people who train don't eat the same need have different needs um even if you just compare the group of us like staff of msc we all probably have different needs and so you guys should consider that what your friend is eating what your partner is eating might not be exactly the right for you um especially when you compare being heavy lighter tall short um the activity level is a big one probably so that's gonna be your job if you spend most of the day you know on sitting or in the office or now at home uh, and then you just hit a short walk um, and without kind of having some sort of idea how much you actually burn through the day or what's your activity stepwise, you might be thinking like, I've I walked, but actually it might not be enough. Um, just the case of that people ask a lot often, why am I not losing weight? I, I don't eat that much. So the issue probably will be that you either not active enough or you're actually eating more than you need, which is usually the case. And because you're not tracking or you don't have that awareness, you're just gonna keep maintaining or gaining weight without even thinking that you're not, you, um, basically people think they eat very little or they say I eat healthy. So they don't understand why they're not losing, but there must be something going wrong. That's why it's good to get professional help to kind of see and show you what the problem is. And usually it's the calorie intake. For sure, yeah. I think like a lot of people, again, going back to the choices, you know, they might think they're not eating eating a lot. Um, but, you know, for example, they're in the office at lunchtime, they nip down and get, you know, a, a Boots meal deal or yeah. something like that, which is a very small amount of food. But if you actually check the co calorie content, like you could easily be, you know, eating over a thousand calories. If there you get with a like, smoothie drink, that's probably around 200, 300 calories. Sandwich, crisps perhaps yeah. again depends what sort of sandwich but if you would actually check that meal deal can be a lot but it might feel like you actually haven't eaten that much and this is a good example of where the issue comes from that maybe you have this as a snack but it's actually a big lunch yeah exactly yeah and again like that's where the tracking you know we keep going back to tracking but that you know can just give you that that little bit of awareness like you know the amount of times you know a client will say to me yeah you know i'm not eating a lot 
and then you track it and it's like you're actually have you know you think you're not having a lot because it's like small little things that you're having but like the the density of the the, the you know of, of the food in terms of the calories is like very very high especially if it's like chocolate bars or misli bars yeah. or you know granola that's a big one like you might think that like i'm just gonna have some granola granola with fruits yogurt it's actually a lot of calories in these meals um, yeah yeah definitely like the smoothie is a good one as well like you say if you're going like booze meal deal and you're getting a smoothie next time you do that just have a little check of like the amount of calories that are in a smoothie so just a you know even even changing that to a diet coke for example you know coming down to zero calories mm. that can save you three you know 350 400 calories which for some which for some people is almost like quarter of the income or gonna, intake it, yeah it could be 15 20% of your daily yeah. intake and it's a bit of a waste isn't it um you know like i would you know again in terms of individuals like you know if you're a bit heavier a bit you know an athletic you know i i might have more room for a smoothie or um you know a, a latte or something like that i might have more room for that than you know a 65 kilo person who is inactive or moderately active or even active like i'm going to have a bit more you know that's uh that's the luck of the draw I'm a bit taller a bit heavier than a lot of people so there might be a little bit more room uh for error for me so you know again it's like that you know look at it at an individual basis and just you know really being smart with your your, your choices so i say if you're you know if you're um a 60 you know 65 70, 70 kilo uh female who's trying to lose weight for example then you know having that smoothie you know if you've got like you know 1900 calories that you know a day that you're trying to stick to maybe having like two flat whites a day isn't the smartest choice you you could you could make that could be you know three four hundred calories easily you know if if you're having a latte it could be even more so you could be using 400 calories and over 25% of your daily you know calorie intake through a couple of coffees um or for a smoothie or you know through you know a chocolate bar or whatever it is so you know you've got to you've got to just take that into into consideration um especially if you you know if you're trying to try and lose weight is you know are those the smartest choices you can make i would rather spread those calories out throughout the day and try and eat as you know as as you know as densely as you know or sparsely as possible with my with my calorie intake so like you know you know stuff you know if I'm a low calorie stuff myself with with you know with with veg having good sources of protein and like making that you know making it as as low in calories as I possibly can so that it spreads out throughout the day and like I said if you're going and like you know you're having two flat whites in the morning before 10 o'clock then you know it's a reasonable amount of calorie intake and again we're not talking about like what's good what's bad because you know with with foods it's a it's a source of energy and a source of fuel so you know all foods have got their got their benefits so it's energy at the end of the day you know if if that's a smoothie or if that's a mcdonald's or whatever it's it's got its benefits but it's maybe just not the smartest choice uh for, for, for you exactly. to, to, like to use. some people might use a protein shake as a substitute or a supplement but like a coffee if someone may use it as like actual like a snack because it actually can fill you up but then 
perhaps some people just take it as a drink, as a, as a coffee, as an empty calories, but it's actually not. And then if you maybe, you know, have a cream or use a sweetener or I don't know, syrup, like these probably are all those calories you don't actually consider. And that's probably the reason why it's still not a deficit. Um, because some people don't consider a smoothie being actually high, high calories because obviously you think it's probably just fruits and spinach, but actually it's not. So um, as Mark said, like smart choices and being sensible, looking at the labels, when you're searching for, for the issue, why you're struggling to lose weight or when you want to be a bit more sensible with the dietary choices. Sure. Yeah, exactly. So like, yeah, consider, take your body weight into consideration uh, and then also take your activity levels into consideration as well. Um, so, for example, like, you know, you can be coming to the gym uh, four times a week, which is which is brilliant. That's that's fantastic. But if your training is like, you know, pretty low on volume, like, for example, like if you're powerlifting, for example, like, you know, unless you're doing quite a lot of accessory work and things like that, the amount of calories you're going to burn in a session isn't actually going to be that high. So that needs to be taken into consideration as well. That like, you know, you think you're really active and you know, you are to an, you, you are to an extent, but like you're not coming in the gym and burning like a thousand calories. Now, you know, we're not saying that's not the right thing to do because obviously we're massive advocates of strength training. That's like, you know, the biggest bang for your buck for us and, you know, in terms of overall health and well-being. But, you know, you do need to take that into, into consideration that, right, okay, maybe outside of the gym, I need to be doing a little bit more, getting my step count up, doing a bit of like general aerobic work, which, you know, we've talked about the last couple of weeks. But Almost not thinking like, um, I've just been to gym, so I deserve a cake or I deserve a treat. Uh, because it depends on what you kind of done in the gym, right? Like, I'm not saying this mindset is not right or is, but I, I've seen people doing these things like, oh, you know, I've been gym, I hit the gym, so now I'm going to have these calories. But like, did you actually, you know, is it in and out? Does it, is it even, is, does it, you know, yeah. are you making up for it? So yeah, going gym doesn't necessarily mean you deserve all the extra calories and usually people actually topping up because they think they've burned it um they overeat often um yeah for sure yeah um so yeah i mean you know all that all that needs to be taken into into consideration really um so i said like you know you hear a lot from like couples who like eat together um you know and it you know what you can find is like you know, you're maybe, cook, you know, cooking for your, you know, your other half and they're, you know, they're, they're, they're taller, they're heavier and, you know, maybe, maybe they're, maybe they're not trying to lose weight. Maybe they're trying to gain a bit of muscle mass, for example. And then like the, the, the other person who's maybe cooking is like trying to, you know, trying to, trying to lose a bit of weight, but then like the portion sizes are like pretty much exactly the same. Like even, for, even like even for me and my wife, like she'll admit that like you know at the start of a relationship, like you know she's like 55, 56 kilos, and I'm almost double that. But like our meat, our meal sizes would be like almost identical. Yeah. <laughs> and then like you know she'd be putting on you know she'd be putting on weight, um, and then uh, you know sort of wonder, wondering why because you you know you're eating quite healthy. Keeping up with you, my exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. So uh, you know it's only after a while you're like. Mm, come on hang on a minute yeah. like you don't you have to say carefully not to cause offense but like you don't need to eat the same as me so like 
you know, she's a weightlifter, for example. So like when she comes in, there's a lot of singles, doubles, you know, there's not a massive amount of volume, you know, the, the movements of the Olympic lifts, the clean and jerk, the snatch are like over in a second or two seconds. So you're not expending a lot of energy from a, from a Definitely. calorie perspective. You're, you're expending a lot from a central nervous system point of view, but not so much through uh, actual burning calories. Whereas, you know, I might be, you know, playing rugby three times a week, you know, in, in, in the gym, my training is, um, you know, there's a lot of strength work and power work, but I might be just be doing a little bit more accessory work, a little bit more conditioning. So like the average session, because I'm, because I'm bigger and hold more mass, you know, along with the fact I'm doing more work, I'm actually going to be burning more calories throughout those sessions throughout the week. And I'm a lot heavier and my goal is not to lose weight yeah. and hers isn't, but it might be, for example. So you, you can see there, or hopefully people can see there, how like having the same portion sizes and same food, you know, isn't going to be optimal for for Riva. Really. Even if you eat out, um, like you know, if if you know what you want to eat, let's say if I know that I can have a meal and I can have a dessert after, as an example, or I can have a start, I can have two course meal. Um, perhaps maybe someone who's less active or don't really have a clue of uh, what I'm doing in the day, how much I burn, how much I train, maybe that person shouldn't have the same. And it's just kind of like, like realizing, because as you said, as an example, you and your wife, like I can, you know, if I compare my portion to my sister's portion or my friend's portion, like, and if they're not like necessarily gym people, they almost kind of question me that like, it's kind of big. Why do you eat that much? But you know, for me, yeah. it's almost like a normal, normal thing. But you would see these differences, and it's completely normal. Just um, try not to probably eat it the same as uh, as you other half if you're not having the same goals, or you know, obviously the proportions are different, which usually are. Yeah, like it, it's easy to like kind of. Uh, drop into it I think that you would just keep up doing the same thing yeah yeah like another example is like if I go you know go down to uh, Saint Kitchen best coffee house in uh, Birmingham uh, with uh, with Luke uh, for example like you know Luke competes at 74 kilos probably walks around a couple of kilos heavier than that but you know again because of my because of my weight like we might go down for a coffee and then like you know he's very careful as to when he'll pick having that black, flat white yeah. or, you know, whatever. So he normally have a black coffee and maybe I've got a little bit more room because, you know, if he's hitting, you know, 3000 calories a day and I'm hitting 4,000 calories a day, again, that just gives me a little bit more room for error in terms of what I can get away with. Um, so you can get which the it, donut. Which, 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 <laughs> which is harsh. It's one of, one of the nice things about being a yeah. bit, being a bit, uh, bit heavier. But, um, you know, it's, uh, it's tough, tough shit, isn't it? It's the way it is. But, like, he, he might have to make those, like, slightly... I've still got to make smart choices, obviously, but there might be a little bit more room uh, for, for error. Um, with, with his sport, it's a weight-categorised sport, so he never yeah. really wants to get, you know, too much above that 74 kilos. He might have a limit of, like, 77 kilos, for example like you know out of out of uh, competition phase um whereas for me like you know i have a weight i like to compete at in rugby but like if i'm a kilo or two over you know it's not or, or a kilo yeah, sure. or two under it's not going to make too much difference so um you know we can uh like i said i'm i'm still very wary and making smart choices all the time 
Um, but you know, there's maybe that little room for error. So like you're talking about granola, for example, very, very high calorie content. And that's what, you know, that's part of what we're talking about is, you know, a lot of clients might be having that bowl of granola and thinking, well, I'm having a small bowl of granola for breakfast. I'm having a boots meal deal for, yeah. for lunch. And like, you know, I'm having whatever in the evening. And it's like, well, that's an that's a extremely high amount of calories. Um, but like, I might have that, you know, granola, yogurt and some fruit. That might be a, you know, on, on average, that would be about a 1,000 calorie breakfast for me. Yeah. Um, but again, if I've got 4,000 calories to play with, with as a snack. then, you know, I can get away with that. And like I say, it might even be a snack, like a 1,000 yeah. calorie snack. If I'm having like, you know, on a Tuesday, for example, if I'm in the gym in the morning and I'm at rugby in the evening, you know, I could probably get away with about 4,500 calories quite comfortably. So having that 1,000 um, calorie granola snack you know, is, is going to, you know, provide me with decent carbohydrates, keep my blood sugar levels nice and high for performance and actually could be seen as quite a good meal to, to um, have. Whereas for someone who is on a, you know, on a, is 56 kilos and trying to eat, you know, 1600 calories a day, then having a thousand calorie bowl of granola is probably not the, not the smartest choice. That's where it comes to save your calories. So you would probably turn away that this snack and rather save it for a decent lunch or dinner um yeah so basically that that's where it comes from like you if you wouldn't have rugby on the day i think you would also maybe save the calories sure like if i know i'm gonna train twice today i might have something extra because it will i will yeah. get away with it but sometimes you just make the choice of like okay i'm not gonna have it twice because it's just extra on top of it so exactly yeah exactly. Is really can, important yeah exactly like yeah, just on on the on the off days, the rest days, I might just reduce it slightly. Yeah. I don't reduce it too much because I'm trying to replenish and recover. Um, but like again, you might just be a little bit stricter on you know on on those uh, on those kind of things. So yeah, all, all things to uh, to take into consideration. So I think like you know to round that up, have a look you know have a look at yourself as an individual. You know what's my body weight? What's my goal first and foremost? What's my body weight? Like how active actually am I? you know how, how many calories a week am i actually am, am i actually burning um you know and start making choices based off that like i said if you're you know if, if you're trying to lose weight and you're already only 70 kilos or 65 kilos the harsh reality is you're gonna have to make some very like strict choices to to get that down you know uh if you're a little bit heavier you've got a little bit more room uh, to play with but ultimately you know in a calorie deficit we're going to lose we're going to lose weight if we're in a surplus we're going to put on weight it, it does come down to being as simple as that but the process is not necessarily simple we have to be aware we have to um you know we have to be aware of what we're eating as well as like said about the the tracking you know being a, a great thing to do um, you know, at least to, to, to learn a little bit more about what you what you're putting into your body, and that's the biggest thing for me is like people are you know people when they start doing that are very surprised like of the calorie content in certain things uh, can be can be very very high. Um, so I think we can move on and talk a little bit about like gym performance if you like. Um, so we you know we see a lot of people um you know sort of snacking before a workout during a workout etc cetera, etc cetera. so like for example like having you know having a bag of sweets as you're as you're training or before you're training i think that's like 
quite an interesting uh, interesting topic for discussion um and we'll later just push on to caffeine as well um but like for example with those snacks with the with those sweets so like we know from a from a performance point of view we want the blood sugar levels to be uh, at a certain amount uh, at a high enough amount so that we can perform you know to the best of our ability um but i do think that people probably take the piss a little bit with 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 that um like i say can have some very like low volume sessions like for example with like you know weightlifters and powerlifters and any even like field athletes and stuff who like you know aren't doing a massively taxing session is like downing a bag of you know haribos or like just picking the sweets and it's like well okay from you might not be bothered about calories but from a calorie point of view you've gone into the gym and you've come out and you've been in a calorie surplus in your time in the gym so like that's potentially counterproductive you know if if you're if you're bothered at all about weight management um another thing is like okay we're looking at a performance aspect but like how many sweets do you need like if you're having a bag of haribo and you weigh 70 kilos like that's you know you're you don't need that whole bag of haribo to get your blood sugar levels to a level where you can perform like you know that that is not not needed at all you know for most people like a small handful will be more than enough to spike the sugar levels up a little bit so that we can uh, we, we can perform and if you're eating like well throughout the day throughout the week you probably already had it you so then just be a bit more cautious because i think you you said it right and like this <clears throat> been seen like oh yeah let's have a pre-workout i think pre-workouts are also like well advertised um but again the dosage is not really that explained i think at first um you just see people snacking you know cereals haribos as you said um and yeah it just goes over the top sometimes um smashing a full bag of that will probably be as you said like more detrimental than helpful um so again just being (laughs) cautious about okay what did i actually have for lunch or what did i have for breakfast um so when i'm training possibly your blood sugars might be already high yeah exactly um, yeah, yeah. It's, it, a, it's an excuse like you just don't need it like, becomes a habit as well nobody needs a bag of haribo like yeah during a session like it's just not needed so same with sweets protein bars um and moving later onto the caffeine like energy drinks as well sometimes it's more of a habit just to sip in a drink before and uh, you might actually end up being like overdosing it if you're not watching how much coffee you have through the day or you know anything else um yeah yeah exactly yeah it's just yeah again it's just like like you know having having that little spike of sugar with like your sweets or whatever it is like you know it you know it can it can add you know percent or two to to performance for example but again like as Sonny says if you eat normally throughout the day blood sugar level should be pretty good anyway and then like if we if we want that extra bit of you know bit a bit of a boost just to make sure you know depending on body weight of course but like even for someone heavy like myself i definitely don't need a whole bag or even half a bag like just a you know a handful would be you know would be uh, would be more than enough and that's even from you know we're, we're talking about the, the gym here specifically but like for example like in a rugby game where i'm going to be like you know, I might be burning like 1200 calories, you know, 12 to 1500 calories in a game. Like, and you know, it's pretty high intensity in terms of the amount of mileage I'm doing and stuff like that. You know, even then I don't need a whole bag of yeah. sweets. Like, and, that, and that's a very like, you know, in the, like 
glycogen deplenishing sport you know i still don't need a whole bag of, of you know of, of and sweets. it also takes certain time to actually digest or exactly like, yeah you know yeah so if you're like yeah if, if you're coming in and doing like and just be just be smarter with it and this comes in with the caffeine as well like you know for example like i've seen guys you know doing uh you know having a deload week or like the sessions um you know revolve around you know benching like the bench is a heavy movement and then some accessories on squat and deadlift and stuff like that and it's like you know they're, they're get the sweets in they're caffeining up at like six seven o'clock at, at night oh, yeah. and it's like do you, you know do you do you need that i think like we can sort of move into caffeine now actually uh, and talk about talk about that a little bit so like you know caffeine is a very like you know potentially very powerful performance enhancement um like you know like the the, the research the research is there we're not going to bang on about it now but like it is you know it is a performance enhancement um so like getting that right can be you know very beneficial um but the kind of you know the worry i have about you know caffeine intake is guys who rely on caffeine intake and energy drinks just to get through a session i think if that's the case you really need to look at the bigger picture um, like exactly so like you know you're talking about caffeine like it is a performance enhancement but you're talking about like the you know the the small percentages so like if you're you know smashing in a load of caffeine before a workout that's fine but just have a little look at the overall picture you know why do you need that big hit of caffeine mm. before every single session mm. in the gym why is that and you know the reasoning is probably going to be you're not getting enough sleep you're not getting enough recovery stress. so stress so you, you know and, and stress is stress whether that's whether whether that's gym stress from too much volume or intensity in the gym uh, whether that's stress from work whether that's stress from home life or anything like that you know whatever type of stress it is all has the same hormonal effects and all has the same you know damaging effect on the nervous system and, and increases the fatigue levels um and again like you know if you're having those sweets and you're having that caffeine and you're sleeping like you know four or five hours a night and it's poor quality sleep and then you're up and you're stressed and you know your hormones all over the place like a bag of sweets or a caffeine drink isn't going to save you um there's a lot more to look at before you start you know going going into that you know into that side of things like it's like you know supplementation like supplements are good and have got their place you know in a, in a nutritional um you know with, with your nutrition but like don't be worrying about you know don't be worried about like you know small you know supplement you know supplementation and you know getting your whey proteins your creatines things like that they're, they're all good things but like you know if you're eating absolute crap all day every day and your calories all over the place then you know that's really you know your one percenters that you don't need to, to especially worry long term like it might help you or save you a couple of times like having that extra coffee having that energy drink uh but long term you would definitely feel rubbish and it would just performance would drop um and then the, i probably guess that that's when people come and they rely on those things but you actually realize that as you should the bigger picture that is really bad and like talking to people in this gym as well like usually the bigger picture is usually too much stress from work not hitting the sleep um and then relying on these things actually doesn't help um the performance always drops so first you should sort those things like 
nutrition, sleep. These are definitely the biggest one. Yeah, absolutely. Like I, think, I completely get where people are coming from when like they are having to rely on that that caffeine. Like the first, you know, first year, 18 months of opening this place was the worst I've ever trained. Like I was just like very, very, very stressed, like massive lack of sleep. And I was relying on caffeine. I was having way too much caffeine and like just felt terrible. Like, terrible and looking back now like can realize how awful you know how awful i felt all the time but like it'd be like caffeine would have me on a normal level and then like if i wasn't having it i'd drop i'd drop off whereas really we want to be like a good normal level without it and then spiking up when we have the caffeine because i was having so much coffee like throughout the day like to do a session i would need that like as a minimum to get me, get me through a session whereas looking you know the bigger picture it was like you know what needed to be done was a massive reduction in caffeine a massive increase in sleep um better you know better time management um in terms of like <clears throat> excuse me better time management in terms of like managing my stress levels and making sure i wasn't overworking and things like that you know, is much, you know, much, much more beneficial than caffeine. Um, so getting that right, you know, and now I'm at a stage where like, <clears throat> you know, on average, I'll probably have two coffees a day, sometimes one, sometimes three, but like, you know, it's, it's around that. It's never more than three, like ever, um, you know, I have a cutoff point in terms of when I have it as well. So like for just using myself as an example, now I'm in a position where like, I very rarely need a pre-workout or very rarely need a coffee before my session and then also like i think people need to probably save those you know kind of little enhancements for like the bigger sessions as well like i said like that that any you know do you do you really need your energy drink before doing three sets of three at 82 percent or like you know a, a very you know sort of off feet session like maybe a bench you know base session or you know some steady aerobic work or stuff like that like if i'm going to jump on the bike for like 40 minutes active recovery do i need to smash mm -hmm. you know an energy drink before that do i need to have like a double espresso before i do that and the answer is like probably not so like one way of trying to progress is just reduce like you know that that intake gradually by just like you know one or two sessions just think do i need that do i need that handful of sweets do i need that caffeine intake and like you'll find a lot of the time you probably don't and you'll very quickly adapt to not needing that and then that's you know obviously healthier overall but then also you are going to start to because you're not you know your blood's not just relying on caffeine throughout the week you can actually then get a benefit and a performance benefit whereas like guys who are smashing in you know those every single day probably are getting the benefit mm. and that spike of caffeine it's like take care of, of <coughs> those me. big things like your sleep um the stress management and then the small things almost will take care of take care of it itself <clears throat> um so exactly as you said like sometimes i don't think you actually need it like it's yeah. very light session low low <clears throat> session um and you know you hit two kind of monsters like yeah then you then, then you then you don't fall asleep and then your sleep just goes <clears throat> in a circle um and that's where the performance not even improves yeah. anymore if you're 65 kilos and you're benching 45 kilos in a session you don't need a bag of sweets and you don't need two energy drinks to be honest you know just start making better better choices uh, it's not a massively energy expending session 
for your for your sessions where you are expending a lot of energy and it's hard by all means use all these one percenters to try and drive you drive you forward but again as you've just said look at the bigger picture you know make sure like you know if you're doing a one rep max session for example or a really tough conditioning session you know don't worry about the sweets and the caffeine you know initially make sure the night before you get you get enough sleep make sure that you know your meals your proper meals are nicely balanced throughout the day and nicely timed so that you can go into that session and do it and then your caffeine and sweets absolutely go for it like just your extra one two percenters on top but you're pissing into the wind a little bit if you think that you know doing you know having that kind of intake when you've like not eaten all day and you've had four hours sleep is going to make you know a, a difference because you know it's, it's not you know or it's such a minimal difference like to your performance um so like yeah again to you know almost recap there like of just take your body weight into consideration take your activity levels into consideration and that's the thing and like you were saying like another big one is like just be a bit careful like a lot of people have to trade in the evening and like they're smashing a couple of you know energy drinks in um you know at like you know half six seven seven thirty um and again like people have got to train evening and like there might be the occasions where like yeah. you want to do that but just be wary that like you know the effect that that caffeine is going to have on your you know after that session in your sleep in your recovery process and just maybe just have a little think about you know do i need that for that particular session am i doing the bigger things as well as i as, as well as i can be you know rather than smashing those two monsters in could i sleep better could i get my meals right throughout the day could i prep my meals a little bit better and like you said earlier Sonia, like keep your blood sugar levels at a good level throughout the day so that you don't need that big spike and then guess what when you're doing your big session or you're doing some testing or it's a like it's a real hard like session you know and you've got all those things right or near enough right and then you say right i'm gonna have a month you know i'm gonna have an energy drink i'm gonna have a coffee at 6 30 at night because i want a big session now then go for it like absolutely go for it but like get the get the you know get the the details right first yeah great i think we can round it up happy days <laughs> fantastic um anything to add oh, happy um i think i'm happy i think like we kind of explained that like we're not saying that it's bad or you know that you shouldn't do it it's not a general advice um we just kind of explain the things we've seen and we believe um are sensible and are not um and maybe just perhaps gave you like a little advice on uh, making the choices and why to actually think about these things because I think we all have been there like feeling a bit you know tired lacking sleep sure. having a bit more stress um, you know using cup coffee or energy drink as a booster um, and you know from my own experience I can tell that like if, if I have a couple of days like this I just mm. know that I just need a good sleep yeah um, sort sort you know your day routine in and it will be much better because I personally can't rely on yeah. on just caffeine and energy drinks like i use them here and there for the session but yeah yeah i'm making the choice you rely on it. You exactly rely on it, you know? yeah what's the thing like you might you know if everything else has gone wrong and having that little boost might like bring you back up to a half decent level it's not optimal but like you know you might get away with that once or twice but trying to do that regularly you need to look at the bigger exactly yeah so yeah i think like the, the key thing there is like individuality 
um, you know, taking your, taking your height and your weight into consideration, taking your activity levels into consideration. And again, very individual. A bowl of granola might be okay for me, but it might not be okay for someone else. If I'm sipping a monster, Mark maybe doesn't need it. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> um, so yeah, take those things into, into consideration. Uh, with your caffeine and your snacking for like some of our, you know, some of, some of our lifters, some of our powerlifters, weightlifters, I'd probably just make smarter choices with that as well. Um, and uh, yeah, I think, uh, you know, the, the, the key thing is like fight your battles, fight your battles, get the, you know, get the basics and the day-to-day -day right. And then, you know, we can, we can start to start to work, work from there really. So yeah, like I said, before you start worrying about like supplementation, caffeine, sweets for improved performance and things like that, you know, get get the basics covered. Make sure you get enough sleep. Make sure your you know your stress levels are managed. Uh, make sure you you know, you're eating the right amount of calories throughout the day. Um, Potentially load management, training. Exactly. Through the week, exactly exactly so yeah hope you enjoyed that guys um so that's uh, part two of our nutritional considerations if you've watched this or listened to it and you haven't listened to the first one i'll probably just go back and, and listen to that as well because there's really good content in there um but yeah hopefully you enjoyed the podcast guys and we will see you next week cheers